Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today I'm chatting with Alejandra, or Allie. Um, she is a mom who created a app called Calm Down Stories, which I think is really cool. But let me first, before we get into what this app is about, and before you listen to our conversation, I want you to listen to what she wrote me when she asked to be on the show. She's like, hello, Melissa. My name is Allie, and I'm a mom of a five-year-old boy. During the quarantine, when I was facing excessive meltdowns of my child, I learned that he only stops crying when I tell him a story. I designed software, so I decided to record the stories and turn them into an app. Then I decided to give the rest of the world for free in hopes that it would make today's world a little better place for parents. Please let me know if you're interested in covering my story and sharing the details about it with your readers. And actually, she asked me to do it as a blog post, but I came back and said, this is such an amazing app, something that most of the time, most companies are thinking about trying the bottom line, make money. But she wanted to do it as a service for other people. And that's one of the things that I'm really big about is giving back. So I immediately wrote back to her and said, I would love to have you chat live with me. We were on Facebook Live this past Tuesday. And y'all, she was so nervous about chatting live, but she did an amazing job. And I really hope you enjoyed this interview with Allie um, from Calm Down Stories. So you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today, I'm joined by Allie. She is a mom, but she has an amazing app that she created out of COVID. But Allie, first tell us about yourself. Um, I uh, have a very, um, I would say, diverse background, um, kind of a bit unusual. Um, I uh, am what... I don't know, most people would call like a renaissance person um, with, um, I get bored easily. So throughout my life, I have studied and worked and um, developed many different things in arts and sciences and um, business and software development. Um, but I actually have done it all, but it's kind of hard to believe. I would say that I'm always doing something and I'm always learning something. Yeah. So it's um, never, you're never too old to learn new things, right? No, I am always, um, always taking one or two classes uh, pretty much at all times, uh, probably taking a class and then practicing and learning some other thing. I'm originally from Argentina. I came to the States a little bit over 25 years ago and decided to keep my accent. Uh, <laughs> I always um, have been um, moving inside Argentina to different places and always having an accent even within Argentina. Mm -hmm. And that used to be a, an issue for me as a kid. And I decided to own it and just to, you know, have it. Uh, English is my fourth language. Um, I don't practice the other ones a lot. So I, you kind of forget about them. And uh, I'm pretty like, I learn languages pretty easily. So I have learned uh, languages to speak in different countries and also programming languages. 
And um, I came to the States and worked a lot in web and uh, in TV networks, doing video games for Cartoon Network, um, creating all of those logo animations for MTV and VH1 and Nickelodeon, launching uh, channels for other countries, uh, which was an amazing experience to do, and getting users to get them to know the, the channels and bringing in uh, viewers. And um, and then my husband's assistant went like she had to leave all of the sudden when I was living in Miami and I was um, painting at the time a lot. Um, and she left all of the sudden and he was going on a speaking tour. And that was my introduction to real life business school. <laughs> 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 and I went in for a decade. Uh, we grew the business something like, I don't remember if it's 8,000% or 10,000% or more than that, but we've been making it um, six times in a row, the fastest growing companies in America um, list. And um, we keep doing it and doing it. And, uh, and by now I am um, own multiple businesses, um, a video production business, uh, um, entrepreneurs um, business, a bookkeeping business, um, the art business that I'm now starting uh, on my own. And, um, and it's been basically a big adventure, all of it. I have a team um, for the businesses, so I keep replacing myself and I have become pretty good at doing that. At, um, getting to find people that are way better than me at doing things. So then um, we get, I get replaced. I'm just getting replaced out of the software company. And, um, and since then I had a baby <laughs> and um, that completely changed my life. Like probably most moms, uh, it, like the, the experience that they have. And um, when, until he was two, he was just, the perfect baby other than not sleeping. Everything mm -hmm. else was he was happy. It was just amazing experience. And then when he turned three, uh, some people call that age at the teenagers. And mm -hmm. he um, he started going into this crying like meltdowns. Like I would say no to something and he would start crying. But then he wouldn't just stop after a couple of minutes. He would keep crying and it will go in crescendo, but he couldn't stop himself. So I gave him the words to say, like, help me stop crying, uh, which he started using. And I will try to help him stop crying, but nothing can, nothing really worked on a consistent basis. I asked the teachers, I asked friends, I asked psychologists, and they gave me different redirection techniques and I tried them all. I read books and it, it just wouldn't work. I couldn't snap him out of that kind of lizard brain. That, that's how they call it, like when they are not really thinking. And I couldn't do it. And one day out of like just full desperation, he, um, I suddenly thought, I'm going to use my MTV skills of getting your attention with a headline and I, I asked him a question and I asked him, have I ever told you about the frog with the one eye, which for a three-year-old boy, especially surrounded by nature, a frog with one eye is something very, very, very interesting. So he stopped crying all of a sudden and I said, okay, this is good. This is, this is something good. I actually snapped him out of it. So then I started improvising a story about the frog with the one eye and he actually listened and then in a few minutes he was laughing and completely mm. out of it so that um i started using that and just you know like you do some people do improv comedy mm. i do improv storytelling <laughs> I come up with the stories on the fly. I pull them out of I don't know where, and they just come. And since I've been drawing cartoons for a really long time, I have a cast of characters. So I draw from those characters, and it works. When the first three months of doing this, I, I'm not kidding when I say this, I created 
between three to 11 stories a day. Wow. Yes. And then something shifted in my son's brain that he stopped completely with the meltdowns, like those crying, that crying and like not being able to, um, to get hold of himself, that just stopped. And he will just ask, will not go into it. If he saw it coming, he will just ask me for a story to make him feel better. And he wanted to feel better. And um, then it became maybe three a day, then one in the morning and one at night. And sometimes we had sessions of, um, became like our our together time. Mm-hmm. Of when we he would wake up in the morning, he would have a battle and then we would do a story. And then at night, um, going to bed, he would have a battle and then we would do a story. And at the very beginning, my husband, um, we were in a, in a hotel and I saw that one of these uh, meltdowns was coming. So I thought, okay, I'm going to start a story right now. And there were people around. There were servers from the restaurant in the, in the hotel. There was no COVID by then. Um, there were people sitting next to us. And I started to pull off a story. And it was the first time that my husband heard that story. And the people started to listen in. And then mm-hmm. the, the staff from the hotel, they stopped and to listen in. And then one of the women said, I want to stay and know how this and how the story ends with this giraffe, but like, I got to keep working. But like, can you tell me later? And then my husband said, you're going to start recording these things. So uh, I thought, okay, I hadn't thought about recording the stories, but then I started recording them on, on my phone. And I have by now somewhere over 800 recordings of um of stories and i have i will say a good close to 400 uh of these stories that i um that i came up with that um i thought okay i have a lot of stories some of them are pretty good you know because not everything can be can be really good and it would be nice to start sharing it with other parents because somebody else is going through this if they are not having like the issue of um, that he can't stop crying, there are crying kids that need to be snapped out of the lizard brain. And like for somebody, this will this for some parents, these stories could help. And since I have the recordings of it, I started um, editing ed- editing them in my iPad, and then um, I made an app that now is available for free. I, I brought it out um, in the middle of the pandemic. So I made it free for everybody because people are losing their jobs. Like it's so everything was um, during the quarantine was, I mean, pretty, pretty bad. And, and I thought, you know, this could help someone. Yeah, we have yeah, a we question. Um, somebody, somebody said, what, what multiple stories a day? I want to know about multiple stories about you sharing multiple stories a day with your son. Um, he would ask me for them. I would at the very beginning those during those first three months, he was um, something hadn't shifted yet on his brain, so he will go into these um, crying meltdowns, but then he will still he couldn't come out of it he could say help me stop crying which it then became tell me a story so anytime that this will happen i would um start a story and i will ask him i will sometimes start with a question and sometimes i will just start with the story just right there and in a lot of the recordings i took them out um but from the beginning like the first maybe three, four months, the recordings do start with him crying. And you can't hear that. Like, it's horrible. Like, I, I tried editing a few, and I, like, I made a couple of people listen to it, to it, and they said, no, you can't have these stories with crying um, like that. But it's basically a different type of redirection. It's, um, it's kind of, com- I call it, 
converting the anxiety and into curiosity. Like if I could get him curious, when you are curious, you can't be anything else. You cannot be angry. You cannot have fear. You cannot have anxiety. You cannot have uh, any bad feelings when you are curious. You are, when you are in that curiosity state. So all of the stories get you from the beginning into that curious state and then the kids are open and listen and calm down. Okay, we also have another comment. It says, love it, especially to redirect a child who can't verbalize their angst and emotion. Definitely going to check it out. So that's good for people, for kids that can't verbalize what they're feeling at the moment. I love that. Absolutely. We, I, um, I had... Um, several comments from different um, parent groups, parents groups uh, with um, kids when, with sensory, um, sensory, I don't, I don't know if they, they're called disorders, but they, they, they can't process the information the same as other, other kids. And um, it really snaps them out of it and helps them to calm down. A parent posted that it used to take her over two hours to every night to get her kid to sleep. And with the stories, less than 15 minutes and the kid is out. And it's, it's that kind of effect um, of curiosity. They stop, then they calm down, and then my son goes to sleep. And I'm still creating the stories. Um, we have maybe now, I would say three or four a week, depending on the week. Sometimes it's one a day and sometimes it's around four a week, new ones that I keep creating always with the same cast of characters. <laughs> yeah. So, so how long, how much time does it take you to create a story? As long as I tell it, these are oral tales tales. So um, it takes, I create it on the fly. So however long the story is, that's what it takes to, to create it. And so if, what are the ages of, for the kids for the app? Um, I was surprised, but they are from three to about nine. I was surprised about the eight and nine-year-olds because I have multiple boys, eight-year-olds, that um, they listen to them and the parents, for example, one of them, they wrote me to say that their son stopped sleeping with them. Like they could, he could go to sleep in his own bed and then they will put the story, the, the story on the phone. And since it's, it's not, um, it doesn't have screen time. Basically the story starts playing and it's audio. So the kid just relaxes and listens. So um, the kid started to go to sleep and relax and then fall asleep and stay in his bed, in his own bed all the time, like the whole night. So have you heard stories from people that there was like one character that they love the most out of all the stories or is it the whole cast of characters that they love? I would say probably Minicat is uh, Minicat and Minidog. Um, those two, they have, they appear a lot uh, because Minicat, um, when Minicat is, she's the only one that is still alive because these are all my pets throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And Minicat is the only one. She's almost 15 now and she's still alive and she has a relationship with her tail. It's Minicat and her tail and the tail is a character. Um, and she appears a lot. Uh, she's extremely cranky and a really good baker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, I love that. Extremely cranky and a good baker at the same time. That's, that's something you'll see in cats. Yeah. The, the most, to me, the most surprising thing was that the parents themselves are also using the stories to calm down. Like um, they added a few um, people that have... They use, they use the app to calm down themselves as stories for their own. Um, and one thing that I started doing when I was, um, when, I, when I started editing them to uh, put them in the app, I, um, I started composing music, which I had never done before. Um, I, I'm not really musical either, but the magic of my iPad allows me to uh, create music 
and I'm not that bad. So a few parents um, asked me about the music of the stories, and I said, oh, I make it. It's sort of like a sound, like a score for the stories that gives, it kind of gets you even more into, into, the, into the story. And um, so I decided to make a section for, for just the music. And um, now I have, I believe that almost an album. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's been super fun. Um, I am really enjoying creating the music for them. And sometimes I just sit and I just create music. So do you so think you'll uh, turn, it, turn into it into an album, an album, that album, that album, album or something like that or sell through the app? If people like it, yes. At the moment, I'm just enjoying creating the music and um, kind of getting to know that part of myself. Um, for me, as, a, as, a, as an artist, to tell so many stories and to create them uh, constantly on the fly, it really, it, re it really surprises me at times what is inside of me <laughs> what are all of these places where we go um and all of these things that happen in the stories that are very um i would call them imaginative and that my son keeps um he keeps being interested in them and um his friends also keep being interested in those because i get to tell them when they have a sleepover uh or when we are trying to um calm them down after screaming around the house for maybe 20 minutes and it's time to start you know um getting them uh, more calm um then i i start with a story and they listen and they relax and i find that um the most surprising thing of all. I had never done that in my life before. I, I had always uh, worked with animation and um, it had been always on the screen, but it, it hadn't been um, storytelling what, what did it. Yeah. So you said you speak four languages. So are you planning on doing, are your app, is this app available in other languages or just English at the moment? No, it's just English. Uh, it's at the moment the, the language that I speak the most and I think and create and write in English. Um, what, what the app is being used for in other countries, which, which really surprised me, um, and I asked a mom so I, why they were listening to it in India so much, and it's because, and in Latin America, and it's because they, it helps them, uh, it helps their kids practice their English. Even though I speak with an accent, um, I, they, they, they use it for that. I guess I speak slow and they understand it mm -hmm. and it's very calm um, and they use, it, they use it a lot for that. See, that's another function that you didn't realize when you were creating an app that it was gonna be used for English as well. Yes, <laughs> I did not think about it at all. And, and it's all um, the vocabulary, the, um, the adventures, they are all things related to, to kids because that's what my son understands. And it's, uh, they are all things that kids are interested in. Um, from rainbows, we, uh, I have snails, worms, peacocks, iguanas. Uh, there are, uh, all of the stories happen in a farm and it's a house, my artist studio. And then um, there are different trees where different animals live. And there is one, the frog with the one eye that has a lab underground. Um, we go there a lot and she's building a spaceship. And it's all the, all of the, the imaginary is all things that kids relate to and they already sort of know the words. So it really helps them. They don't have to think about what I'm saying because they know already that. So do you think you'll end up writing books based on these stories? Do you think you'll release them as books? Yes. Um, one the this year during the pandemic, what I was doing was taking writing courses, um, and I 
I was first thinking these are oral stories don't really work as if you read the transcripts, they don't really work for uh, as written stories. They work as a tale, as something that you can tell each other. But when you start writing, it's different. There is, uh, when you're speaking, there is an intonation, there is uh, a pace to it, there is a timing to it. And um, I also use a lot of humor in the stories. They are very funny. We laugh a lot in the stories um, with my son because he participates a lot. And the transcripts are parts, there are conversations. So um, I was thinking first in working um, with a writer, like partnering to do it. But then when I was doing these courses, I realized maybe I could do this. And I, I'm pretty good at writing short things, like a headline, but writing like a, a book, I'm, I, I was very slow. So I took multiple courses and one of the courses was about fast drafting and writing really fast. And I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. I did um, five stories and I'm working now um, with a book editor because I do write with English as a second language. It is not, it's not your regular grammar and the stories are not regular stories either. So um, we're working to make them work as books because I, I, I would love to have um, to have um, to have books also I don't think that should be lost at all from in in today's world I think that I used to read a lot when I was a kid I own a lot of books um, now as a grown-up I, I more listen to books mm -hmm. more than um, more than uh, reading them but I think that it's very important for kids to actually read and to read, have a physical book and read and see the illustrations and the characters more come to life. They are not, I have to get them out of my head and show them so they come into the world also. Um, so it's, it's been an experience. I'm at the very beginning of that. And, and, <laughs> and I, got, I got fast at writing. I, I love it. I actually love it. I didn't know. I didn't think that I was gonna like their writing, but it's a it's a super fun process of doing that. I love yeah. that. Mm -hmm. do you you um, write too, right? Yes. Yes, yes, I do. Now, do you think that you will take it since you have the background in animation, take it and make it a cartoon and try to sell it to some other like Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or anything like that? I would say not at the moment. Um, I, I think that, I don't know. I think that, that in the future, possibly, um, what is coming more close that I more feel like doing are, and I started creating because this is what I used to do at Cartoon, is creating games based on the stories. They are also not regular games. And um, and this and they are very much part of the stories, and I think that they they teach something different than the stories. The what the stories can do to the imagination. Uh, for me, the most um, I would say the most important thing for the stories is how it opens up my son's imagination. He started. Right now, from the experience of listening to all of these stories, he not only creates his own stories, which I also edit and put in the app, uh, he also, he sings in with options. He finds solutions. He doesn't, um, he thinks things all the way through. Kind of what happened, this, the, the same thing that happens in the stories. Um, it is, I can see his imagination flourishing. And I think that right now in, in, I don't even see this, my son goes to a Montessori school and in the school system, in the regular school system, I know that there is pretty much nothing related to art. 
pretty much nothing related to writing. There is nothing that will nurture the imagination, the creativity of the kids that they have a lot and they don't really know what to do with it because I grew up as an artist and my mom didn't know what to do with me as an artist, but most parents don't know what to do with kids that are artists. And it's such a good way to learn and to explore and to become adults. Um, and I don't see that in the school system at all, not even in the Montessori school that my son goes to, uh, which I find to be a really good system for, for learning. They, they, it's more science. There are no arts, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And before COVID, I would go and do uh, once every couple of months some sort of activity that was related to opening up their creativity and imagination. And, and I was the only parent doing that. And that was the only time where when the kids will get to do that, e expressing themselves and also, but also using their creativity and exploring it and seeing, you know, what comes out and what's inside of them. And I find that the stories work really well for that. And I think it's something that is needed. Like we all send, well, before COVID, we will send the kids to different um, different art camp and art classes and uh, music lessons and all of these after-school activities. And these stories, they help with, with that all the time. And it sort of becomes part of them. I love the fact that you using it to create, to help your child, your son become more creative. Does he help you with any of the stories? Like, like you're at a stopping point and you don't know where to go. Does he make suggestions as you're telling the story or does he just listen? He participates constantly. Um, depending on when we did the story and depending how awake or not he is, because we have two times to make the two tell the stories now is bedtime where he sometimes I get to finish the story and sometimes I don't because he falls asleep. Um, and then in the morning when he wakes up and in those he's much more up, right? Mm -hmm. But he has, um, he participates a lot on asking questions um, about the stories and about what happened with the characters then asking and what if this other thing happened and what if like he started using what if a lot which is fantastic like that is the basis of being open-minded right and being open to learn anything or explore any possibility which is the basis of creativity the what if is extremely important so he uses that what if a lot um, which makes the other kids also use it too because when they hear, the moment that they hear my son in the story asking a question, then they start asking a question. And then you got to stop the story and then you have the dialogue and then we keep going. And my son, is if he's awake, he's constantly talking and asking questions. And there is a period of stories where he discovered that I will change the story if he asked me to. So, for example, we are the day um i don't know the day was a very sunny day and then um suddenly he says no it was very cold and gray so then okay the story changes to it's a cold and gray day and the things that happen in a cold and gray day and which is very different and the story starts taking turns because he decides that now we're changing it so i change it yeah I love that. So people can hear your yeah. son's voice on the app and hear you telling the yeah. story as well. That is so cool. Yeah. And also the stories that he tells. Because oh. he also, I record when he tells me stories. And there is, for example, I released recently six stories uh, that we did one night. That It was a very long night. He would not fall asleep that day. And I told him three full stories, and then he told me full three stories in that recording. Like I had to cut it a lot to be able to 
put it in the even in the editing software because the, it wouldn't fit it, it was too long it was i don't know like an hour and a half and it, i i record his stories too and then i edit them and then he has a, his own section and the kids love it they love to hear another kid in the stories it's uh, i love it too i i love his his stuff yeah I love that. So it's getting him involved in helping other children and seeing the difference and being creative. So mm -hmm. take us through how you record your stories. Do you, when you lay down in bed, are you, when you're putting your son down to bed at night, you just turn the recorder on and just record? Yeah. In my phone, I put it in airplane mode and then I start recording and then um, I turn it off when we're completely done. And I keep the phone at the beginning um, he didn't like that I was recording, but then he kind of got used to it. And now it's sort of part of being there. Um, and um, I just keep it close to me. Like I talk to it. And then when he talks, I put it to him and he talks to it. And sometimes he grabs it and starts talking to the phone. And that also created, um, he has his iPad and he records himself in his iPad all the time. He knows how to go to the app and then he likes to sing and like rap a lot. Mm -hmm. So he makes his songs. Um, he's been exploring a little bit now with GarageBand to make music, uh, but he records himself a lot. So because he knows how I do it, right? Mm -hmm. So um that's it i just use the the microphone of the cell phone and then i put them in icloud and then from my ipad i open them and then i start cutting down there are spaces there are um there are parts where it doesn't make sense to keep them like if we go really off the rails with what we're talking about, or maybe the story doesn't end. Um, I take some some of that out, and then I start um, laying the music. Uh, by now, I can see the sound wave uh, visually on the program, on the editing program, and I start already putting laying down music because I can tell if we're laughing, if he fell asleep, or if we, yeah, if, if it's quiet, so I start putting a, a mood to to the to the story, and I already edit with some music um, under. So when you're so recording, and, yeah. um, when you're recording, and um, the he falls asleep, do you continue recording and finishing the story, or do you just stop? Most of the time, I stop. Um, sometimes. It depends on um, it depends on what happens and where I'm in the story. I like to create the stories with an audience, right? Like live. I'm kind of used to that, and I don't. And I think that if he falls asleep, then other kids are gonna fall asleep too, and that's kind of part of the countdown stories. So sometimes I just I ended where I ended. And I record his snores a lot. Um, so I, you can hear him like sleeping and then it ends. And sometimes I keep the story going in the next day, like in the next recording. And, and I, those I put together. Um, there are two stories where the, he, my son mainly likes to me to tell, to tell him new stories. Like he's a story snob basically. But sometimes he does accept to listen to a recorded story. And the funny thing is that he falls asleep in the same place where <laughs> he fell asleep originally. And there is, that is one story that happened twice with that story. And then also happened twice with another story where it's a very funny one. And he starts laughing the, at the exact same moment as the recording in the exact same way. And you listen and we laugh. Like, it's hilarious how that happens. But it's the exact same way. And I wonder, like, do kids, other kids fall asleep in the same place? Or do they laugh like that in the same place? In months apart, and the same thing happens. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I kind of, um, 
these are since the stories are real life they are they are made up live i kind of respect that the if it happened like that then other for other kids it will happen the same way and they will fall asleep at the same time when my son fell asleep and i kind of um I tend to leave it like that. And then at some point I, I, I will grab the story and, and um, finish it or start it over and then finish it and, and things like that. I don't know, I like it. I think that they are a piece of real life and I like to respect that. So how long are the stories on the apps? Um, they go anywhere from the shortest one that I have edited so far is about five minutes, but the average is 10 minutes. There are some that are longer, some that are, one of my favorite is close, I think it's like 25 minutes, um, but there are multiple stories in that one. The characters um, start doing something else and then they a, a different sort of story comes up and then we go back to the main story um some are along like that but i don't i didn't find um like a problem i only heard of uh, a couple of kids that they will choose the stories depending on how long they were hmm. um and i'm not totally sure if the parents are doing that i kind of like to go by the title hmm. and like what I see and like, oh, okay, let's listen today about penguins or let's listen about butterflies or let's listen about, you know, frogs. And because each of them have a very specific character, more that. So when they're playing on the app, if they haven't fallen asleep, will it just go to the next story and play the next story or do they have to click on another story? No, it will just play in the next story. Mm -hmm. They can also uh, create their own playlist with like their favorites, um, how, what they like. Um, and I kind of choose if, if my son wants a recorded story, then I kind of choose, like I read the names to him and then we choose based on that. And then most of the time he, he go, he falls asleep when we're doing that at night. So which does he prefer? Does he re prefer the recorded stories or the live stories with you? The live stories. <laughs> Yeah, but he knows who to ask. If he asks, for example, my husband or his nanny or like anybody, he asks them um, to read him a story or to tell him a story, like a traditional story, more like a fairy tale story. But if it's me, he knows that I can make new stories, so he prefers new stories. 99% of the time, he prefers new stories. And sometimes I am pretty tired <laughs> and I would prefer if I, if I didn't, you know, have to come up with a story at that moment, um, but then I just do. Yeah. So, so that brings me to the next question. Your story ideas. Obviously you just said you get very tired making up these stories and it takes a lot of brain power to be creative. So mm -hmm. where do you get your ideas for your stories? Hmm. Um, I think my subconscious, <laughs> I, I can, I can step in there and, and just pull, uh, and I never know where the story is going to take me. I, um, <laughs> I surprise myself on what happens. Uh, sometimes I'm super tired and I start telling him the story and then this idea just pops out of nowhere. It's like, um, if I can get the story started, then the ideas start coming. Like there is like a like a cue. And like in my head, it's just the next sentence is waiting of what I'm gonna say, but I never know what it, what it, what is it. Like I'm I'm not trying to take the story anywhere. I'm just going to what the next sentence is, and then I do the next sentence, and I also see how he reacts uh, to it. And sometimes I start laughing because uh, I try to make them funny and um, and playful, and and then we have a moment of laugh, and then um, at one point he starts calming down and and, and falling asleep. I just and, love that. 
and he tells me um, sometimes I I stop and then he he ha he's he's not moving but then he says keep telling me the story like half asleep and he tells me he keeps repeating me and he he tells me this also like during the day that if he if I think he fall as he fell asleep like even keep telling me the story even if I'm asleep he tells me and so uh, when he started saying that I started um I keep telling the story even though my audience fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> I, I do it for a while longer and see, okay, I'm going to try to finish it. Uh, if it's appropriate for the moment in the story, I try to finish it and I finish it. Um, but it depends. It depends on how far in the story I'm in. Um, yeah. And then I have no idea what I said. Um, like, I'm very glad I'm recording them <laughs> because then I have them transcribed and then I read uh, what I said. I'm like, how did that happen? But <laughs> yeah, but because it's a lot of them, you know. So yeah. right now your app is free. Do you ever think of making it like in, in purchase things, in-app purchases, or do you think that it will continue to stay free? Because obviously you have to make some money somehow. Yeah. Um, I Apple is making me. Um, do it. They, um, they. I, I would rather not to, um, but they are actually obligating me to have features and to um, have people pay for it, uh, which I didn't expect that. That because uh, Google Play is not like that. But um, but I'm gonna have a way. I figured out a way where the stories can be free, um, and they are. Um, what I'm thinking more in charging is going to be uh, possibly the storybooks, uh, possibly activities, um, something that is coming up that I've been um, planning in doing is um, sending basically a little book, um, companion book that is not, it's not, you don't read it, but you can look at it while the stories are happening mm -hmm. and that possibly will be the way normally the way that we kind of start everything is let's put it out there and then we figure out what what exactly we are doing and how exactly it makes money because in all of the businesses that i have um started over the years you really don't know what you are selling for the first several years mm -hmm. until you figure out what exactly you're doing even though you start with a business plan even though you 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 think okay this way or the other way you still in reality you don't know um what what um exactly what you are selling and i just decided to go into this like that let's put it out there let's see if people like them and if it helps people and then let's see what is what works to make money at the moment i don't need to make money from that it's more of a passion project mm -hmm. and um i decided to take it slow and and see where it takes me so where, so where are you can you find your apps say that again where can you find your apps at Oh, um, you can find it in the um, in my website um, from aleloop.com or calmdownstories.com um, and also in the App Store or in Google Play, um, searching for Calm Down Stories. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else you want to share with us before we leave? Um, I want to thank you <laughs> for having me here. I really enjoy having our conversation. Um, I, what I would like to tell other parents is that it is how important it is to take the time to give the space to the kids to develop that creativity and that imagination. Uh, it is not the world we live today, the education system, the, it is not taking care of that. 
And you can see the difference on, on kids that do have that outlet and do, do have that imagination in, in how it, it shows in language, in how they play, in how they learn, in everything they do. And I think it's going to make a big impact as them as adults. And one of the stories um, that I put online a couple of weeks ago in the app, um, for example, it helped uh, teaching, teach my, my son criteria on how to make decisions because we are talking and we start discussing in the story on how this character is making decisions, how this mini cat is choosing to do this or the other, and also a really big, fat, bad orange cat that um, is in, in many of the stories. And that is the kind of conversations that you want your kid to start having with you that opens their, their minds and helps them make decisions. And the schools don't teach that. And that is something that I think that the stories have, that the app has, that is very necessary for our kids. And that I think that that makes a big change and a big, a big change in a, in, a, in a big way to help raise these kids that it, it takes a village, you know, mm -hmm. to raise them. That is so true. And I want to thank you so much, Allie, for coming on today and chatting with us about Calm Down Stories. Thank you so much for inviting me. <laughs> so, guys, we will see you on the next chat from the Log Cabin. Bye. Bye-bye. Y'all. This app sounds amazing. I don't have a small child, but I can just imagine what it would be like if, okay, we're going to turn this story on. As a teacher, the teacher in me is like being blown away because she says even she records her son while she's recording the story and her son will ask the question, well, why did this happen? Or what if this happened? Or why did that happen? And that's the most important thing is to instill and, and facilitate these conversations with our children and I so can see that because during the time that I was teaching when I was actually in the classroom teaching I would ask questions as I'm telling a story even though I was a music teacher I would ask the same questions like what do you think this happened or or why do you think that happened so it's amazing that you can have that conversation with your kids <coughs> excuse me <laughs> and of course I also love the fact that she created this and gave it away for free. She could have easily charged money for this. And I even asked her in the conversation, as you noticed, um, what was her bottom line for making money? And unfortunately, like she said, Apple is going to make her start charging for this. So I hate that. But honestly, I think Apple is seeing, well, there's a way to make money with her um, app as well. So I'm going to link in the show notes um, where you can download the app. For your child and i hope you guys have a great rest of your day thank you for being part of the podcast family um chats from the blog cabin would be nothing without you guys i would love if you'd leave a rating or review go into itunes or wherever you um listen to the podcast and leave a rating or review and hope you guys have a great rest of your day and remember keep chatting <laughs>